experience. So excited to be back together with you again. I'm coming off an amazing Ursa 2022. Uh, what a tremendous time to be back with the industry, learn from so many amazing club owners doing awesome work throughout the country. Uh, one of the unique things about this Ursa, I think, was just the fact that we didn't really have the whole time spent talking about COVID and how we're going to deal with COVID. And seeing that shift this year was kind of exciting just to see everybody focus now on how do we get more people engaged? How do we get more people going, getting back to their health and wellness journeys, whatever those may be through the use of fitness and, and different types of sport and activity around the country? Um, you know, one of the things, Darren, I was just thinking about is when we were thinking about like what you were talking to club groups for the majority of the time, what was that thing that kept jumping out at you with all of these conversations? Yeah, Nick, actually, to your point about Ursa, it was, I, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, the energy was really high. You know, literally, I think it was the first time and I've been to a lot of Ursas. I think I've been to uh, every Ursa other than maybe the one that got canceled since 1994. So long, long time. Actually, you uh, won the award, I thought, Darren. I think you won the award for being the, the, the most amount of Ursas of any one of our teams. So I just yeah. wanted to throw that out there. Wealth yeah, that just experience. means I'm old, Nick. It just means I'm old. I did old. not say that. I said wealth of experience. <laughs> yeah, but we literally, for the first time, we were doing a presentation um, literally up until they announced that it's over and like we just kept going. So the energy was really high. Uh, a lot, you know, attendance was actually ended up being really, really good, strong. So uh, it was good. And to your question, um, one of the things that has really come up is it's difficult in terms of getting some people, getting some staff, uh, finding all of the right people that you need. And so they were looking to us to ask, how can we do more automation? How can we do more with technology uh, in light of maybe having a little bit less staff? And so um, one of those things was was definitely focused on what can you do around automation? What can you do around various digital strategies? Um, we, we actually talked to a couple of groups that are doing you know, a fantastic job. One of them, uh, interestingly, actually grand opened, pre-sold and grand opened eight new uh, doors uh, during the, the last uh, 12 to 18 months, which was pretty wow. amazing. And they really have an amazing strategy uh, where they are doing, you know, a lot of clubs used to call it sort of like your charter member concept, right? Um, but what their strategy involved was um, having all of their prospects um, do go through and, and secure their rate, right? So it's like their grand opening charter member rate, their pre-sale rate, right? But in so doing, they were able to build a significantly larger funnel through their web traffic. So all their marketing and all that. And then interestingly, in that model, um, their strategy was actually to leverage SMS very significantly. So they took a different approach. So instead of saying, look, we're, we're going to just, you know, sort of barely send these SMS and we don't want to run anybody off, their strategy was, if you're interested, if you're really interested, and we're going to have this amazing facility, 
We're going to keep you up to date every step along the way. And then we're going to try and get you to go ahead and join online. And, and they would press on, on those uh, SMS. And it, it worked in, um, incredibly well for them. Uh, some of these clubs literally uh, grand opened with over 3,000 members. Yeah. I think, Darren, what's interesting about that, too, is they had a strategy that tied together both what they did once they got the lead inbound, right? So someone filled out the form, but also they were able to attract people from the web. Um, it was interesting in my conversations, a lot of people, I think, struggle even on that front end of the process, um, even figuring out, well, how do I get more people to engage with my social advertising? How do I get more people to go to my website? Um, one of the things we talked about in a presentation that we did was, you know, what about, you know, our web page? And a lot of times people do so much work to build the front end of their building and make it look pretty and make the entrance so welcoming. Yet the reality is I think that the front door of your business has become now your webpage or even further extension, it could be a Facebook ad. That's their first experience with you. And, and I think the market's shifting to where people want to engage online first before they even opt in as, as a person that wants to engage. And it was really unique. The other thing, Darren, is crazy. 26% of members still have not come back to clubs since 2019. There is a tremendous amount of people that have bought that haven't come back yet. How do we find those people for our clubs that we work with and bring them, get them in, get them re-engaged? There's a tremendous opportunity here for clubs to leverage. Yeah, Nick, you know, that's a, a great point. And one of the groups, a different group that we engaged with, they actually said that it's up to us. It's up to our industry. It's up to all of us to right. bring the energy because energy begets energy excitement yeah. begets excitement and so one of the things that they said that they were doing is literally anything that they are doing in the club that is new maybe it's a it's an updated recovery zone maybe they're adding some, a little turf area or a big turf area um, maybe they added, you know, mm. they did a little renovation and they added, you know, um, hydro massage beds or something like that. What they said that they were doing, not only internally with their own teams, but on their web, uh, on their website and in all their digital yeah. strategies was they were treating this with the same energy, passion and mm. funding as though they were doing a pre-sale, a grand opening. So That's they were literally point. driving the excitement yeah. and the energy and promoting to the market something new yeah. to generate some additional energy and interest and get people in the door. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting point, Darren, because people actually want to be drawn into the experience. Um, it's like, I know if they're enjoying and they're getting more amenities as a member, if I'm a non-member, that same marketing that same information being shared actually benefits members and non-members and i think one of the cool things is starting to adopt more of these strategies to tell a story to the market that you're in this is who we're about this is what we do but then being able to effectively get that out but then follow up so i know one of the challenges their experience is like great i can get all these leads i can get people filling web forms out then what? What do I do to effectively? They're, they don't have the salespeople maybe that they once had. They're limited in the amount of resources that they once had at the front desk. It's not seamless. Darren, what have you done to really work with groups to really streamline these processes to make it effective and can make the conversion much more seamless to, the, to that prospect? 
Yeah, so we've done multiple things, but actually one, I wanted to circle back on one concept real quickly. If I get off track and, and you got to sort of redirect me at we'll some re, point. We'll rein you in. <laughs> just rein me in, man. Yeah. So um, one of the concepts that goes back to uh, investing in the sort of the pre-sale grand opening type stuff for anything that's new goes back to your uh, stat that you just brought up. You mentioned 26% yes. of, uh, you know, you know, prior to the pandemic members are not, are not coming back. So uh, another group had said that they are over investing in their referral incentives. Okay. So because you know, people that already knew so-and-so is my friend, but they still haven't come back type groups. They can leverage that angle. That is and, a and, great idea. And, and here's their thought, their reasoning was this, hey, look, we're, we're really, you know, clean. We've done everything. We're providing this amazing facility. We're investing in all these areas, but we need our advocates. We need all of our people, all of our members to be our advocates on our behalf. And so they're really investing uh, heavily in that. That's great. Well, it's funny too, because I actually think about that for myself. There's certain organizations and things I have not engaged with, but I would if somebody were just to reach out to me. It's not like I don't want to participate. Sometimes it just takes that little push. And I'm going to do that from the people I know and or the organizations that I feel like, you know, like me or want me to participate. I think what I was encouraged about is these things are not just like invented overnight. These are things that, that have been worked out for many years even during the pandemic, I think there's been a lot of shift digitally where people um, want to experience things step by step, next, you know, next step in the process, which makes it really easy for them to convert. And whether that means draw them in as a guest, it could be a strategy. Another one could be fill out a web form, we'll reach out to you. But another one could be simply, here's a link to our membership, sign up here, make that super seamless. How do you really tap into each of those journeys where the member or future member simply is making a choice with which path, path they want to take? And, and I, we, I found it interesting. Um, a lot of people came to me and said, well, you know what? We don't believe in putting our you know, fees online. We're a premium club or you know, we do group training. We want to have them explain to them why they should invest with us. And the irony of that is the member themselves still wants to convert online. And and it could be that you do a strategy where you don't actually put your fees and your rates online. It could be it's just a hidden website that you send them the link after they've come in on site and engaged with you and automate a, hey, when you have to go back and talk to your spouse or talk to your family about, you know, joining, if they simply get a link back that says sign up right here based on what we talked about. How do you make these things seamless and that communication track continue to flow to get them to membership. It's not easy. I mean, we all know the work these clubs are doing to convert a member is not easy. Um, a few stats, Darren, I don't know, you know, if you're aware of this, but going back to the website, the average person spends about two seconds to make a decision whether they want to buy from you. If you were to pull up your website as a club right now and look at it for two seconds, would you be drawn into a call to action? Because that's how much time people give you. It's kind of crazy. And uh, the other weird thing is 67% of clicks are in the first five results online. So if you're not investing in SEO and some of these technologies, you're not drawing them in. And there's these things statistically 
that if you're not building your processes around those things, you're just not going to convert. And it's unfortunate. Um, uh, we want to help you with that. And then, you know, Darren, you and I are passionate about seeing this industry grow. Um, and it's just fun to see when these things start working, the growth that begins to happen is with some of these club groups that we work with. You gave that example up front. It's amazing, amazing opportunity for growth. If you were to leave anyone, Darren, you know, we went to URSA, we, we heard from all these groups. If you were just to say, you know, I'm really encouraged coming out of URSA about this, about our industry, what would that be? Well, I think that um, for, for me, my perspective is a little bit jaded on the technology side for yeah. assisting the clubs. Um, and I think that there's just been a, a significant move forward in creating frictionless experiences for the consumers to get them involved in these healthy lifestyles. And, and, and so I think that the, the clubs um, are really looking for uh, systems, processes um, that are as frictionless as possible for both their staff, because they yeah. have reduced staff and um, prospects and, and members. I agree with you on, the, on that front, Darren. I think just to take this maybe to more of an existential kind of view is, I think people have got back to the basics. I think we were reminded why we were in this industry. And I, I really sense that people are just passionate about being in this industry and providing health and wellness. And I see that kind of permeating into their strategies of, you know, of sales getting people into the club. I think we've, we've come back to a real identity of why we all joined into this industry and passion. And I don't say that just to be cheesy. I felt it at URSA. There was a general excitement about the fact that we have big impact in this world. And uh, I'd love to see that continue to grow as we go into it um, throughout the next year or two to see if we can really bust through that 18% number that has haunted us for so many years. Can we get to 25%? And that'd be a massive change. Um, but on that note, Darren, you know, as we wrap up, thank you all for joining. We have more opportunity to, to um, you know, learn from these different things. As we go into next week, we're hoping to have a guest with us. Um, and so we're going to be bringing in uh, Ron Lamb, the CEO of Club Automation, Motionsoft, and VFP, um, VFP Next, and really learn from him about his experience on how he worked with CRM Systems to really drive growth in a different industry. But I think the parallels are really powerful. He's also doing a lot to lead us in all of the different fitness verticals that I think could bring a lot of insight um, into what we're doing um, moving forward. So on that note, Darren, thank you again for a great day and see you next time. Thanks everybody, see you soon. Thank you for joining us for the experience. Check back next time for another episode on how to take your club to the next level. For more content and to stay up to date with the experience, follow Club Automation, VFB Next, and Motionsoft on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll see you next time.